listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. Ignition sequence start. See, Elijah Wan has David Robinson just bamboozled. Kelly out of the corner for three hitters. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. The Houston Rockets select Yao Ming. McGrady at the buzzer. I know what we need to do. I know exactly what we need to do. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I know what's at stake. It's going to be scary. Not for us. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Launchpad Podcast presented by Clutch City Control Room, your home for all things Houston hoops. I'm one of your hosts, Britt, and you can find me on Twitter at Britt Robotista. And I'm your second host, Anthony Duckett, and you can find me on Twitter at A underscore Duckett. And be sure to follow the official Clutch City Control Room account at Clutch City CR, as well as hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. We will greatly appreciate it. Yeah, Anthony, it's been a long, long day, it feels like, yeah. uh, since um, I, I, I've been on this podcast every other day this week, and I feel like there's more news. Um, yeah. But fortunately, you know, unlike the rest of this week, it's been a mostly positive experience. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is an emergency pod, so, uh, so there's not going to be as much structure as usual. But I think the one thing that we do want to potentially do is to talk about what has happened. Um, and the big news or like the major news is that we actually have a center again and he may be, you know, pretty decent and actually fit in the system. Um, his name's Christian Wood. What yeah. are you thinking? Uh, so I'm actually really excited about the deal, but like you said, I mean, it's been a roller coaster uh, of emotions <laughs> for, for Rockets. You know, it's been all week we've been, you know, flooded with, oh, there's no value for us, or oh, Harden wants out, Harden wants out. Oh, well, versus because of, you know, the rumor from Buker, who I don't think is credible ever, but, you know, because Tillman's, you know, campaign or towards Trump, and then it's all, oh, well, you know, Harden doesn't view the Rockets as, you know, contender and he wants out. And then we see, you know, the, was it the, uh, was it Snapchat video where he took the top off? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. To say no the, cap or something right, or cap, right. I don't know. Yeah, so he, took, so he took the cap off. So, you know, people were thinking maybe, maybe it means that the trade talks are, you know, no cap. But then he zoomed in on the cap. So we're like, oh, maybe that means he's saying it's all cap. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it was like, there's no way to know what this guy's thinking. And, of course, he's not going to come out and say anything. But I think I think today he posted something like, you know, I don't lose any sleep, and if I did, I'll never let you guys know or never show it or something like that. Yeah. Which, which is also vague. He doesn't really say anything, you know. Um, and then the draft, of course, you know, we were excited about – we went from, okay, we got two firsts for Covington, great, you know, and then it's talk about, you know, who could we draft at 16, yada, yada, yada. And then right before the draft starts, you trade the draft pick. So it's like, oh, okay, great. That's a downer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I know. feel like it's just been up and down and the emotions right. have been <laughs> very, <laughs> I yeah. guess like a, you know, a roller coaster to say the least. Right. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you know, um, 
as far as getting Christian Wood, you know, that's a really great addition. I know that, I mean, I think that even if we still had D'Antoni, D'Antoni would love him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't have D'Antoni anymore, but, you know, the numbers that he that he put up in Detroit, and I know it's Detroit, right? You know, they weren't contending. And, and I know people say it's easy to put up numbers, you know, empty stats, if you, if you will, on a team that's not good. But the numbers he put up were really impressive, and I think it's more so that he has a diverse skill set you know, he's 6'10". You know, he made 39% of his threes, you know, in Detroit once he um, once they traded Drummond, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Harden has not had, you know, a player of Christian Wood's skill set since he's been in Houston. 6'10 guy, 22 and 10, basically, post the Drummond trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like you said, 39% three-point shooter. I mean, I don't believe that Harden has had that type of player to play alongside. He can also switch on defense, you know. Um, and he's a solid, you know, solid um, defender, you know. Um, so personally, I feel like this is a great, you know, great deal. I know that we, you know, initially it was reported three-year deal, $27 million, $9 million a year. I think the final numbers for three years, $41 million, so yep. about $14 million a year, mm-hmm. uh, which also forced Tillman to, <laughs> to kind of pony up the cash, which we all all should be excited about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I guess the one thing when it comes to the, you know, Tillman paying for this, um, I'm sort of excited, but I have a feeling, especially since this is going to be a part of the sign-in trade. So uh, just to, you know, sort of back up about the trade specifics, the Rockets have included this trade as part of the Trevor Ariza trade. So, you know, that was part of the sort of rumblings and frustrations that folks were having is that, hey, we, you know, traded Covington for Ariza and two second round draft picks and then we gave Ariza away. But now we do know that the trade for Christian Wood is a sign and trade, which is for three years, 41 million, like you mentioned, Anthony. And then the other part too, is that it's going to be incorporated as part of the Trevor Ariza trade. So it should be very interesting to see how, you know, what else that they include in the sign and trade. Um, All, it seems like none of the um, Detroit Pistons trades have finalized yet so they can actually build on on this trade and they could include other folks as well and we can talk about that in a little bit um as for christian i was watching so i actually liked christian wood you know before uh you know this trade happened tonight i you know watched Detroit, not like too often, but definitely when they played the Rockets and a few other games. And he has definitely, you know, he's still a little bit of a project. He's just turning 25. Um, So he's relatively young, you know, compared to the Rockets roster right now. Um, (laughs) And the other thing, too, is that he is the, I I guess, the quote unquote, perfect sort of center that's needed for like if Westbrook or if Russell Westbrook continues to be on the team and hopefully Harden's on the team, he allows for that pace and space that the, that Harden and Westbrook need to be able to be on the court together and contribute at the same time. Um, He's an awesome rim uh, roller and he'll be able to play the pick and roll with Harden, you know, just as much as, you know, Clint Capella, you know, um, who's probably, you know, 
happily back in Atlanta. I mean, unless yeah. he's still in Houston training with Harden and Westbrook or whatever they were <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that will allow for Harden to bring back one of his strongest points is that pick and roll game. Um, I mean, I know that Jeff Green also allowed him to do that, but having a true center who can actually get some rebounds, um, regardless of, you know, his, you know, average to slightly below average defensive skill set, that will be critical, especially during those times when the Rockets offense is sputtering. And I'm really interested to see how um, Steven Silas uses uh, Christian along with Harden oh, yeah. and Westbrook if Impressive. there's the opportunity to do so. You know, I'm, I'm definitely knocking on wood on this and hoping that we'll have <laughs> the opportunity to at least see them um, and Harden and Westbrook can make a decision separately, you know, once they see how the team develops. But I think that at least initially it shows that you know, Raphael Stone and, you know, to an extent, um, Tillman Fertitta, who I've been, you know, not necessarily kind to this entire week, yeah. are willing to bring in individuals for the first time that can actually work with Harden in a way. Um, I, I think several people have said that this uh, Christian is probably the best, um, you know, front court um, person and player that Harden has ever had. I mean, I think Capella has been pretty close and maybe Howard, but they, they both had limitations, but Christian yeah. would being able to both shoot and, um, as we hear the train and I'm not really going to edit anything, but as he's able to shoot the, um, be able to shoot um, three pointers and, you know, mid range game yeah. as well as roll to the paint and like make some awesome dunks. That's going to be impressive. Yep. For sure. He does actually have good, you know, passing or not passing, but good handles for his size as well. Oh, I got his size. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the thing about, you know, Wood that's much different. I mean, obviously, Dwight Howard, Clint Capella, they had different – they're different type of players, different skill sets. Uh, Wood is a lot more versatile. He brings a level of versatility, you know, from a big that obviously, you know, the Rockets haven't had or that Harden hasn't played alongside, uh, especially in Houston. You know, now people are saying that he's a little light frame-wise. Or big, and that's valid. But I think he has the build. Um, he definitely has the mold of more of the Przingis type. Now Przingis is taller than Wood. I think Przingis is a legit seven footer. Uh, might even be a little taller than that. Wood is six mm. ten. But as far as the, you know, the long, you know, lanky, um, that's the type of build that he has. So I don't really think that you know the his lack of. Um, weight, I guess I would say, yep. um, or or thickness on his frame. I don't really think that's going to be an issue for him because of how he's used. And like you said, how he will be used with Silas. And again, back to the Porzingis comparison, although, I, like I said, they're different players, yep. it's important to note that, you know, who coached Porzingis up last year, you know, in Dallas, mm -hmm. you know, Steven Silas, right? So, um, again, not the same player, but I think I, I like the fact that Silas has had familiarity with a player of that mold. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, I mean, I think this year, not, not even just not, you know, the wood, the Christian wood talk in general, I think that Steven Silas, I believe that what he, what he will do, what he has planned for, you know, Harden, Russ, and now wood, 
you know, should make us all just as excited for Silas as Wood. But that's a different pod for a different day. I know <laughs> right now we're talking about Wood. So um, I'm definitely bought in. I know three-year deal is kind of short for a guy who's 25. But from his standpoint, it's smart to sign, you know, those terms. I don't know if the deal included a player option. I'm not sure if we'll find that out yet uh, at, this, or at this point. But mm. three years, obviously, that's technically how long um, – is it three, three years left that Harden and Russ have, or they have two years left now, right? No, uh, they both have three years left, um, and I player think option. both of them uh, – Harden has one, a player option for sure. I can't remember about Westbrook, but I know Harden definitely has a player option for his third. Okay, so they technically have three years mm-hmm. left, um, just that Harden's final year. I think Russ is too, I want to say. Final year is a player option. Um, and Harden's op- option is $47 million. I don't know that he turns that down – uh, I know he turned down a fifty million recently, which again, that's you know, not to get too much into the Harden talk, but um, I think it's a legitimate possibility that Harden looks at this team in the landscape of the West and is like, you know, I know he wants to be a contender, and at this stage of his career, you know, he should, but you know, I think he looks at this team, or he should at least, as this is a contender right now, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Especially since, I mean, I think over the last week we've seen, or at least since Wednesday, since, you know, the league can technically, you know, right. have actually communications um, that aren't tampering, you know, hint, hint, right. you know, Lakers, hint, hint, um, Bucks, <laughs> are both, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to the Rockets, especially in their division, there have been some substantial improvements within it. Um, I think the conference has definitely gotten weaker to an extent. Um, We know a number of, you know, teams, especially the Lakers have gotten better, but outside of that, um, you know, the Blazers have gotten slightly better, but um, I was mentioning within the division, we know that almost every single team, um, in our division has gotten better in some sort of aspect. The, you know, the uh, Dallas has, you know, they lost Seth Curley, but I feel like they brought in, you know, another player that is actually a better fit within their system. The um, Pelicans, I'm actually looking at the, um, at Twitter and Stephen, no, actually Stephen Adams is going to New Orleans according to reports. And that just came out like, those types of moves and you know san antonio is always going to be san antonio regardless of you know however long pop is there and then whoever is the you know the next coach in line is probably going to be someone within their um you know within their system and it's not they're not going to lose steam and when it comes to memphis they've quietly you know gotten some good moves together and that you know their core group um is young unit yeah a young really good unit that has potential of you know they almost got into the playoffs last season you know other than a game so it's going to be i guess i can understand from harden's perspective why he you know was hesitant about you know and asking for a trade demand to be quite honest but i mean if you look at this addition of christian wood and hopefully there's you know a few more moves that are is under um, Raphael Stone's um, sleeve. You can't say that him, you know, Harden going to the Nets is going to 
be just as good as him um, just staying in Houston, especially right. with the situation with the injuries of, you know, Kevin Durant, who's coming back from Achilles um, you know, situation. Yeah, major I- injury that he's not even. You know, he's almost at the eighteen month mark, but not really because if you think about it, that injury you know happened during the finals of twenty nineteen. So you know, that's almost a full year. It's almost eighteen months, not but not quite. Um, and then Kyrie, who's a constant injury, you know, issue al- yeah. among other you know drama yeah. things. So and reportedly, you know, reports from at least for what it's worth is that he may not be as thrilled about playing with Harden as KD. Again, you know, rumors, you don't really know what to believe unless it comes mm-hmm. from, like, a Woj or a Shams. And those rumors did not come from Woj or Shams as far as Kyrie and, you know, maybe not wanting to play alongside Harden. But it wouldn't be surprising because, I mean, you know, Kyrie's kind of a tough personality, you know. He's – it's tough. It's not really fair to label him as a malcontent, but he's a weird kind of guy. It seems like he's, you know, again – it has to be a situation that he's totally comfortable with. And if there's rumors that he may not be, you know, we'll see where that goes. But it wouldn't really be a surprise to me that, that Kyrie, or if Kyrie isn't thrilled by the idea of playing with Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Kyrie and Harden have a completely similar skill set, but I could see Kyrie's concerns about him feeling like he's going to lose, you know, um, he's going to lose touches in the system. Of course, I'm not going to instigate that. Oh, there's only one ball. That's, that's silly. And that's just a lazy. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I can understand, especially, you know, Kyrie who has been more of a ball dominant guard losing touches that, you know, that could cause him concern. Um, But I mean, I think either way with this move with Christian Wood, it does allow for Houston who, you know, other than, you know, the Lakers have, you know, I feel like they made very good moves tonight. Um, I guess the other team who has done that over the last few days is the Trail Blazers, who of course obtained Covington as part of that, you know, that trade with Houston. But I I feel like with Christian Wood, it at least gives Houston back a, you know, a similarly talented player who is five years younger. Um, Yeah or has the potential of being similar. Cause I think, um, you know, right now Covington is way above um, Christian Wood when it comes to his defensive ability, but he defensive, didn't have yeah. Yeah, defensive ability, but he on his, on the, sometimes on the defensive end, he would get lost when it came, came to the switches as well yeah. as, um, you know, his shooting was streaky, although towards the end yeah. of the playoffs, it was getting a lot better. Right. So it, I mean, if we essentially get someone who is, you know, taller as well as slightly younger, and if, you know, um, hopefully we don't have the scenario where Harden and Westbrook do, you know, leave, but if that worst case scenario happens, at least we have a foundational step, um, you know, all depending yeah. on what happens with the, you know, the monetary situation with, um, you know, Tillman and everything else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so from a standpoint of, like you said, you know, a building block, uh, whether Harden, you know, and or Russ are here or not, I don't really look at, I don't think that they aren't going to be here. I think they look at the situation as this is a really good situation, as good as the situation that, especially Harden, 
um, that Brooklyn could present. You know, they first of all, they don't have the pieces to make a deal happen. I don't think, anyways. Mm. Um, nothing that would entice the Rockets, or nothing that should entice the Rockets. I think we've seen that Stone's not going to get fleeced. Although those were valid concerns, given that he's first-time general manager. You know, we don't know the level of involvement he had when Maury was here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there were valid concerns, but I just don't think that this is a situation that, that Harden looks at. But moving past Harden, even if he's not here, like you said, you know, I think you know, I think Wood is a really good, you know, building block, really good, found, you know, foundational piece um, to move on. Because like you say, 25 years old, his skill sets diverse. You know, he can put the ball on the floor. Solid defender, three-point shooter, uh, 22-10 and 10 guy when he was full-time starter in Detroit. So, you know, I feel really good about this move. I do think I'm curious to see what's next, you know, whether that's a Gordon trade. Um, also, what we end up doing with the mid-level, I'm really curious to see that because we still have the nine – is it 9.3 million? Yeah, around that amount. amount. 9.2, actually. 9.2 million. So I'm really curious to see what happens with that. I know there's been talk about Ibaka. I don't know that we can get him at that number. Um, but even if we can't, you know, that's money that could be divided or split up into several pieces. So really curious about that. There's also a lot of great pieces that we can get on a minimum. I know that Stone was talking about how they really value the minimum and how they think they're a great players that can add. And there are, you know, um, so I'm really curious to see how the rosters rounded out, but this was a really good home run hit, um, with Christian Wood. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely excited. I think the last thing we probably want to talk about, um, although this may cause this podcast to be instantly dated since there's so many moves that are happening is some of the speculation that folks have made when it comes to the trades. Um, there's been, you know, this morning before the trade, you know, window opened, there was a suggestion on a certain podcast that was um, saying that, oh, the Rockets should help. Well, I won't say help Golden State, but essentially would be helping Golden State by taking Clay, um, you know, Clay, who's currently and unfortunately, which, you know, I guess we should say that I hope that Clay gets better, um, you know, regardless of the feelings that we may or may not have about Golden State. Um, Uh But the Rockets should take on Clay's really bad contract now um, along with Wiseman and some other folks. I think Eric Pascal was a part of that trade along with some picks um, and, and, and trade him for James Harden. Um, And the reason why, yeah. You, um, did you not hear that one this morning? Yeah. Yeah. I did. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like my, I feel like a lot of folks are, um, you know, throughout the day and actually this entire week, folks have been saying, oh, Harden are, is owed by the Houston Rockets to be traded to some place he should, you know, um, he should be successful at. Disagree. You know, yeah, it's like he's getting paid millions of dollars. It, that's the compensation for him to be someplace he may not necessarily like right now. Like, the Rockets have an obligation to find success for them just as much as Harden has, um, you know, sort of, you know, has obligation to himself to do what's best for him. So until, you know, if the, if the Harden situation deteriorates, which I hope, you know, it doesn't, but if it does and, you know, it's decided that he's going to be traded, I 
had this feeling i've been saying again and again that there's no reason to trade him as the window opens for free agency there's absolutely none yeah no i mean i agree you don't have to make a move right now or at all you know Mm -hmm. it's it's in a contract for like you said at least two more years before he has a player option of 47 million that he may or may not take but you don't owe it to him to give him a deal where he wants. I mean, he's in a super max deal right now. You, he asked you to go get Russ. You did that. You gave up a lot of draft capital to do that, but mm-hmm. you did that to make him happy. And I mean, the, the reality is the duo played fairly well in year one. It was a really weird year. It almost came down to two different seasons. You know, you had like, what was it? A three month gap in yep. between um, pandemic break. Uh, and that really hurt Russ because Russ was was honestly playing top level at the time the season was halted. Um, obviously, he ended up getting COVID, and people are thinking that maybe why he got you know hurt because he couldn't train to the level that he of, of all people uh, trains at. You know, he had the quad injury in the playoffs, but wasn't fully healthy. You know, I think he rushed it to return. I get that. I get it. You know, we're in the playoffs. This is where it matters. Do or die. That's the time to rush back from an injury. But the reality is he wasn't fully healthy. And, you know, end of the day, it, it's really not fair, in my opinion, for Harden to look at it as just that one year of the two of them, given all of how it was weird and how Russ got hurt, and say, okay, I'm out of here. That's enough. Because it wasn't really enough. I mean, you didn't really see the final result, the end outcome, the end result, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my opinion, I mean, it, I just don't think – I didn't think that – I don't think that it makes sense to look at this and say, I'm out of here. And especially, I mean, the season starts up in a month. Yeah. You know, it's not it's like – I guess he will learn a new offense regardless uh, under Silas. But I just – I mean, with the season starting in a month, you know, it's, again, another shortened season, uh, I just don't think that that's really the best fit, um, the best – at least the best transition for Harden. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we heard that he signed off on the move for Silas. Silas said in, in his press conference that he basically was interviewed by Harden and Russ. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and this is, you know, who he wanted from a coach staff. I, well, I know they, when they said he wanted um, Lou, Ty Lou. Yep. But, but if he was a part of the interview process, signed off on Silas, and he still has the guy that, that he told the Rockets, I need you guys to go get him for me, Russ. Then to me, you know, it doesn't make sense to look at that now. It's okay. I want out. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I think the other trade that we probably should discuss, or at least really quickly, is the one that has come up since the Christian Wood trade, which is um, one that people were initially scoffing at a couple of days ago. That is yeah. the trade for John Wall. John Wall, um, yeah. Yeah, for, um, with Russell Westbrook. Um, right. I guess with knowing that, now Christian Wood is on the team. Do you think that trade is um, actually more viable than people suspect? I don't really think so. And I like John Wall a lot. When he was at his peak, I loved John Wall, peak John Wall. But as we discussed, Achilles' injury is tough to come back from. And he hasn't played in over a year. And I know we've seen videos of him training uh, and training with Harden as well for what it's worth. But I just don't. I just don't think that I will feel really confident or comfortable with banking on. I mean, you're banking on John Wall to determine whether you can keep Harden or not. Really, beyond this season, 
And in a shortened season, a guy hasn't played in a year, kind of back from an injury. I just don't think that's the right gamble to take. You know, we, we don't even know if Harden wants John Wall, right? Yeah, Much no, less we don't. Condition he's in when you know if he returns. So um, I know that I do get the logic of if you can flip Russ and you can get some additional draft capital assets from the Wizards. Maybe they reports are that John Wall said I want out, you know, regardless. So maybe they would, you know, give you some draft picks just to just for you to inherit him and his contract. So I get it from the standpoint of, you know, Ben DuBose tweeted out, which Ben DuBose is, is, is the godfather, the god. Mm. Um, he tweeted out that, you know, it's not really just about Russ or Wall. It's Russ or Wall and the draft picks you can get. From that angle, I get it. But if I'm talking about a win-now standpoint, a banking heart and satisfaction and happiness and desire to stay here on this year, I still think I would rather put those chips in him playing alongside Russ than Wall, and especially with Wood now, and Silas. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've been talking about the other teams in the division. I mean, I know divisions aren't really meaningful to the extent, but this season, since we'll be the Rockets, that is, we'll be playing substantially more divisional games compared to the rest of the conference because of the, you know, pandemic and them wanting to limit travel. Um, I mean, there's another trade that's going on where Trevor Reza is going to the Mavericks now. So who knows where he's going to finally land once this um, carousel of changes happens. (laughs) But if he does stay in, you know, as a Maverick, that's just makes the Mavericks even stronger. And, you know, with Luca and um, Porzingis, if, you know, Porzingis is healthy, that is. And, you know, this core of folks, you know, Josh Richardson and now James Johnson, the Rockets are going to have a lot in, you know, to handle when it comes to different you know, with the different teams within the division. Um, And if the Rockets want to, you know, keep Harden and Westbrook, they're going to have to, you know, do additional moves. So we'll definitely see over the next couple of days what the Rockets do if they, you know, I'm going to give more optimism again (laughs) compared to a couple of days ago, Um, especially since it seems like, um, you know, Raphael Stone and Silas or, or Raphael Stone and Tillman that is have yep. made moves. And Patrick and Eli. Yeah, I guess Patrick. Yeah, I'll give <laughs> Eli, Eli, Eli a lot more credit than Patrick. Than Patrick but, yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I think overall just trying to you know, figure out what we're wanting to do. Um, you know, I guess how to determine how the Rockets are going to do in the future is going to be a very, you know, sort of interesting situation, especially over the weekend as these trades are, you know, hammered out and maybe not even just over the weekend. Some of these trades are so complex. I mean, the Pistons, for instance, are currently in two, three, um, or three team trades. And it looks like they're about to like, that one of the three trades trade, about right? to be a fourteen trade. Right. So right. like these are gonna be complex um contract situations that may take, take days. you know days to weeks to weeks, yeah. resolve. Um, you know, a lot of them are dependent on some of the um December tenth, for instance, which is a due date where some of the contracts um are com- to full um, right, right. season guaranteed. contracts because of, yeah, guaranteed because of the reduced time of the season. So there's going to be a lot of movement before 
everything is done and we'll see how the rockets sort of t play out when it comes to that did yeah, you wanna, yeah for sure did you want to talk about anything else before we wrap up no i, I think i think this was a good uh, emergency pod I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about about christian wood i do think another move whether it's moving gordon could be on the horizon i don't know that yet but i'm excited to see what we do at the mid-level um and to see what veterans we bring in on the minimum so as stone and eli you know round out the roster i'm really they've got my attention for sure especially with how they pulled this off <laughs> yeah i mean i think the one thing is that at least for a little while the rockets can feel more up our rockets fans at least can feel a little bit more optimistic who knows if that's going to last longer yeah. than one <laughs> night, but I hope that we'll have the opportunity to be a little bit more optimistic for right. uh, a little bit longer than, you know, maybe like December 1st or something like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, so. we, we, yeah. we deserve, we, we've been through enough. We deserve it to be able to at oh. least be able to have some level of joy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some level of anything, to be honest, it's, it's been tiresome, but, right. <laughs> but yeah, with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. So you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you appreciate the consistent digital and podcast breakdowns, analysis, speculation, guest voices, and camaraderie of our team, Please consider clicking the link in the description to check out one of our monthly Patreon subscription options. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Launchpad podcast covering your Houston Rockets.